0: everyone, and welcome to 7 Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school. I've been a youth minister, and I have a master's in theology, and the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with someone I just became connected with this summer when I launched this podcast— She's also a Catholic podcaster and the host of the Feminine Genius podcast, which you should definitely go and check out. It's Rachel Wong. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Julia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. You are... Not my first international guest, but it's always extra exciting to have someone, one of our neighbors, especially from the north. So welcome all the way from Canada.
1: Oh, Thank you. And yes, we were just chatting before about how you're in Virginia and I'm in Vancouver, BC. So kind of the opposite side of the continent. But yes, likewise, it's so good to connect with you.
0: Yeah, it's awesome that we, we get to do this, especially since we've never really met, but we just have through Instagram, reached out to each other. And I love we were talking right. also about like the Catholic community, the podcast community that's just really blossomed and boomed this year, I think even in COVID, just because of COVID. Well, why don't you tell everybody a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely. So yeah,
1: like you mentioned, Julia, my name is Rachel, and I am coming to you from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And like you mentioned, as well, I'm the host of the Feminine Genius Podcast, which is a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. So by day, I work for one of our local universities, Uh, Simon Fraser University and I do communications and marketing for one of our campuses and I just graduated from there actually not too long ago uh, with my degree in communication and international studies so that's my day job but in the evenings and in my free time I do host this podcast and I started it in June of 2019 after uh, a whirlwind trip uh, to Ottawa our nation's capital and feeling the first stirrings of this podcast come to life when I was in Panama for World Youth Day back in January of 2019. And it's just been a wonderful opportunity for me to grow and learn more about my own Catholic femininity, but also see so many diverse examples of that in other women. And yeah, it's been a real joy and a pleasure to connect with different women like yourself and to journey with them and hear their stories. So that's a little bit about me.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing your your journey. And that's really well put. Has this, was this your first World Youth Day last year going to Panama?
1: It was, yeah. And what an experience it was for anyone who has been to a World Youth Day. I'm sure they can relate. But for it to be my first one, I was just so taken aback by just the vastness and how wide and far reaching the Catholic faith is. And of course, how diverse people look and the different practices and traditions. So it was a wonderful experience and I highly recommend, you know, for anyone to go, uh, if they're able to, to go (laughs) to a World Youth Day and participate.
0: If we're able to travel again, I miss traveling so much. (laughs) I've never been to a World Youth Day, but I totally agree that everywhere I've traveled, I love connecting with our faith, you know, Catholic little C being universal. And you really see Mm -hmm. that when you get out and travel and you get to go to mass and all over the world hearing the same readings, just in a different language and still celebrating the same Eucharist. It's always something that just, I mean, I love our Catholic faith for many reasons, but oh, that's definitely yeah. one of them. So we're going to talk about this passage from Matthew that you've chosen, and I'm going to have you read it first, and then I'll give a little bit of context. But whenever you're ready, you're going to be reading from Matthew 5, verses 13 through 16.
1: Sure. Okay. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, How shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid, nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven.
0: Okay, so I'm going to give a little bit of background, um, just kind of where we're at in Matthew's gospel with this, and then I can't wait to talk to you about it. So a couple of episodes ago, I had a friend choose a passage from Matthew. So just a little re- recap on Matthew's gospel. He was an apostle, and his audience was a Jewish audience. And he's one of the synoptic gospel writers and kind of takes his cues from Mark and then adds details that he thinks are important, particularly for his Jewish audience. And this passage that you've selected is from the Sermon on the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount takes up a good portion of Matthew's gospel. It's chapters five through seven. And it begins with the Beatitudes, which are Jesus's statements on how and who can attain heaven. And then the sermon continues with this passage. And really, these whole three chapters are explicit teachings on what to do and not to do if we want to follow Christ. And this sermon offers instructions like fasting and on prayer. And we get the our Father in the Sermon on the Mount. And Christ is describing what the kingdom of heaven is going to be like and what we should try to do to get there. So that's a little bit of background and just kind of synopsis of where we're at in Matthew's gospel. Um, But the question I always ask my guests first is, why did you pick this passage, Rachel?
1: Yeah, no, great question. And first, I just want to thank you as well. Um, I I just learned so much from that quick summary that you gave. (laughs) So, you know, because my go-to point was going to be like, this is after the Beatitudes, in mm-hmm. the Sermon on the Mount, so thank mm-hmm. you so much for that. Um, so the reason why I chose this was it's actually quite timely. Um, earlier in, I guess you know when we were recording this, we're still in COVID nineteen, of course, and I think it was probably shortly after we started to go into lockdown um, in probably end of March of twenty twenty here where this passage came to me and it was shortly after i was asked to give a talk actually to a women's group and you know, in the way that I usually do to prepare, like I was kind of given free reign to talk about anything, which I think is very scary uh, when there's no parameters. Um, But I was praying to the Lord. I was just like, okay, what is it that you want me to share? And I think like the one parameter that I was given was to talk about the feminine genius, which as we know is is still quite broad and vague. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I do believe that it's divine intervention that the Lord had Uh, given the phrase like salt and light to me. And I was like, salt and light, salt and light. I was like, where is that in the Bible? Mm -hmm. So, you know, sure enough, I I do a quick Google search and I'm brought to this passage in Matthew's gospel. And I think what really stands out to me, and I think, you know, what led me to choose this for our discussion today is just around the fact that, you know, this idea of being a light to the world Mm -hmm. and, whatever it is that we do um you know our own good merits our tasks our our talents our gifts whatever it is that we do none of it should be done uh for ourselves and we should never do it to glorify us but it really should be us acting as god and being god to other people so that when other people see what we're doing we're able to um give glory back to him and that is so tangible in the way that I've been asked to do this podcast, but also in a variety of other things, I think, in our daily life. So I'm sure that, you know, for yourself as a podcaster, Julia, and for anyone listening who does any type of ministry, or maybe you have a podcast or you run an Instagram feed or what have you, Mm -hmm. um, we can get very caught up in just, you know, the why it is that we're doing something. Like, are we doing it to, quote unquote, glorify ourselves, or should we be pointing to someone greater? And that's always been, I think, the struggle for my own ministry, and I'm sure for so many other people. Um, So anytime I come back to this passage, and I feel myself struggling with purpose and meaning, and, you know, who it is that I'm doing things for, like, I always come back to this passage, just as a reminder that you know everything that i do it's never for me and it never will be for me but really how can i bring more glory back to him so you can do that in the big things like through ministry but you can always do that in the small things as well so your chores or your day job whatever it is that you do but yeah that's that's why i chose this and it's really been relevant i think especially recently um but I could see it being relevant no matter who you are mm-hmm. and where you go.
0: Absolutely. It's such a, I think when I read it, um, after you picked it, um, I want to talk about the salt cause the salt always kind of gets me, but the light certainly is a very hopeful image. And I think that, you, you know, we mentioned we are still in lockdown and we're actually kind of at the point in November where it's starting to surge a little bit of, again. Um, and that mm-hmm. can raise some anxieties, but, but that light, to me, obviously, it always represents hope. And I love how um, you referenced talking about ministry too. I certainly Mm -hmm. I've been in ministry for many years. And you do constantly have to kind of call back to yourself, why am I doing this? Maybe reassess the types of ministries that you're doing. Obviously, why are you doing it? And am I still doing it for the right reasons, which is to bring people to God and to bring myself closer to God. Um, So I think that's all very well said Mm -hmm. something that you said made me think of one of the footnotes that I read because I love a footnote (laughs) and to kind of go into what the point of Christ saying this, like, what was he trying to say to the people who were listening to him and to his disciples who were following him? um, My footnote says that um, he was trying to tell the disciples that by their deeds, they are Mm -hmm. to influence the world for good. And I think what you just said about ministry and what our actions are and the purpose of those actions um, I think you're right that this Christ's intention was for, for him to call our attention to that, you know, that we're doing these deeds for good and bringing people to him. So I don't know. I don't know if you saw that too or if you <laughs> just by happenstance kind of made that point, but you definitely were right on the nail, right on the head. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. And and you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, just because you touched on the salt as well, and, and mm-hmm. certainly I don't want to overlook that. And I'm just reading it over again. And I'm just trying to picture Jesus saying that, like, you know, you are salt of the earth, but if mm-hmm. salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored, or saltness rather? And I find that to be so striking. And you know, it's, I think that's the beauty of scripture, right, is that every time you read it, something new will strike just because we are dynamic and we change. But literally, if you've lost the meaning of what it is mm-hmm. that you're doing, sometimes, you know, thankfully, I think with something as abstract as, as you know, meaning and purpose, you can at some point, still turn back. And, you know, that really is maybe reflective of God's love, no matter how far we go, he's still willing to, you know, take us back. And he still shows us unconditional love. But something with ministry, for example, or service, and when we really lose sight of what it is that we're doing, and why it is that we're doing it, it's kind of like that salt that if it's lost its saltiness, then really, it is useless and Mm -hmm. like it says here in scripture it has to be thrown out and trodden Mm -hmm. underfoot and it's just such a striking reminder to me to never let it get to that point to never lose yourself Mm -hmm. to that point because it really becomes a, a very significant battle that you'll have to face within yourself and and also uh really come back to god and and be like yeah we need help and I need help. I need to be brought back to the real core of what it is that I'm doing. Um, and sure, he will bring us back and he'll help us out there, but it gets so much more challenging the further astray uh, mm-hmm. we go. So yeah, to your point, it's such a good and powerful reminder.
0: It is it is striking. You, you said that it's striking. I just It's jarring to hear that it must be thrown out or trampled, but the way that you just described it, it makes, it's practical, you know, it's just practical. Mm-hmm. If the salt does not have any use anymore, you can't use it. And I, when you were talking just now, it made me think of my call to teaching and mm-hmm. I've been teaching for 11 years and I love it. It was a job that I did not think my mom was a teacher and I always was like, Oh, I'm not going to be a teacher. Um, <laughs> but I fell into it and I love it. But I've definitely witnessed some colleagues along my, my years um, that you just know that they've been teaching for a while and maybe, time to like, you know, when you hear them interact with the kids and I just have always told myself, <laughs> I'm not going to let it get to that point. If I get to that right. point, <laughs> I definitely going to call it before I get there so that I don't have to be thrown out or lose my, my purpose, which is to help bring these kids closer to God. So I love that, that you said that. And um, I guess a question for you would be then, what are some good checks? Like, how can we know if we've gotten to that point? Do you have any, that might be a tough question, but do you have any insight towards like what do you think are some indicators or how can we check ourselves
1: yeah no that's a wonderful question and i think just to jump off of what you just shared like whether it is you know your career like for yourself your teaching or you are a, a youth ministry or excuse me you're a youth mm-hmm. minister and you work in some kind of ministry or even for myself like doing this podcast i think uh sometimes Well, maybe I should preface this by saying that, of course, like no matter what it is that we do, there's always going to be some level of hardship and and difficulty that will come up. So I think that it's important to discern and account for those things. But at the same time, what I I tell a lot of people is that if you find that you're really stressing out over a lot of small things and you're stressing Mm -hmm. out over a lot of things that you know, when we think about, especially like in light of this passage, what is it that you're trying to do? And who is it that you're trying to do this for? Like, who are you trying to glorify? And if, you know, like for myself, I guess an example would be that there have been times certainly where I was stressing out over, like, why isn't this Instagram post doing as well as maybe Mm -hmm. someone else's? Mm -hmm. Or why isn't it that this episode isn't getting as many listens as this other episode so really minute and minuscule things and of course there's that balance that you need to strike of the effort that you put in is there some kind of level of return of course but if that's all that you start thinking about then that may be a good indicator that there is something deeper at play and Mm -hmm. the focus may have shifted just so slightly and and I think that's the the dangerous thing sometimes is that this shift can happen so quietly and it can happen so swiftly that we miss it sometimes so when you feel that you are getting stressed out over different things and you feel like that focus is kind of off culture that may be a good sign that okay we need to like you were saying earlier reassess and regroup Mm -hmm. and also bring it to prayer as well yeah um you know bring it to the lord and just be like okay i am fearful of this or i'm anxious about that and, and have him speak into it um, just because that in itself is also a good indicator to you. And he can speak some truth and clarity into those fears as well. Um, and, and I think that sometimes the reasons why we don't bring it to him is because we're not ready to face the truth. I know that many mm-hmm. times that's exactly why I don't want to have that hard discussion, but mm-hmm. I would certainly say, yeah, the stress and worry anxiety about, Um, really minuscule things and things that don't kind of point back to God, the Father, um, because he's not a God of anxiety and he's not a a God of um, fear. Like he wants us to have peace Mm -hmm. in whatever it is that we're doing. So the moments that you feel that um, to bring it to prayer and help him, uh, you know, or excuse me, allow him to assess with you what it is Mm -hmm. that you're doing.
0: That's great advice. Absolutely. I think I maybe have shared with you on Instagram that because um, I think you had met with the daughters of St. Paul recently, maybe up in Canada yes. and or was it in Canada? Where did you see them?
1: Yes. in their convents
0: in Toronto, right? In Toronto. That's right. Yeah. So I was a postulant with the the daughters in another lifetime, <laughs> uh, uh, another decade. Yeah. When I was with them, I discerned and we did a lot with the Ignatian spirituality, the discernment of spirits. So what you Mm -hmm. were describing about like listening kind of to your gut like if those little stressors and those things are becoming more like louder and then than what your call is and what why you originally got into it um i think ignatius tells us to really listen to those movements of the heart you know Mm -hmm. it seems so simple and i think we want to second guess and overanalyze at least i do i'm super over analytical But I think that Ignatian talks about just like, you know what, if it does not, we talk about now, does it bring you joy? You know, like, it's really that simple, like, does it bring you joy? And when I was discerning, and I was figuring out if it was my call or not, you know, she just simply said, my formator was just like, is this life giving? Does this give you life? It's supposed to bring you life and i was just like oh i feel like i'm dying <laughs> you know like and not in like the yeah. self sacrificial good pr- productive way you know um right. so that's anyways those are all indicators and in exactly like what you said and what you described to just maybe think of that ignatian discernment of spirits that could be really helpful too mm-hmm. i don't know if you wanted to add to that or anything
1: yeah absolutely and that's so beautiful so thank you for for sharing that as well and it, it's funny too because as we're thinking about yeah like salt and light of course mm-hmm. You know, it just makes me think, and I, I think it was maybe a priest that I was talking to about this particular verse where, you know, at the end of the day, like we, we have to remind ourselves that we are, um, you know, Jesus is within us and we should, in light of this passage, be like lanterns, right? So everything mm-hmm. that we do, um, we need to ensure that Christ is shining through us. So like you're saying, if we feel like, man, I'm dying or man, mm-hmm. I feel like this is <laughs> like I'm not you know, really being my best self, like, I don't want right. to say live your best life. But certainly, like, you know, am I being my best and truest self. So if we're not, and we kind of feel like, yeah, there's something missing here, or it doesn't bring us peace. It can be like that lantern is you know, very, um, like filled with soot on the inside. And you kind of have to mm. clean out the glass because really, mm-hmm. like when you find what it is that you are passionate about, and you are really leaning into the call or the vocation that um, God has endowed within you, then you know it's kind of like you're flying or, you know, all the doors are open and that light is really shining brilliantly through you and in you. And it's so evident. So anytime anyone has really, you know, kind of found uh found Jesus in the vocation and really has leaned into that, I think that many people, you know, whether you're married or you have made your final vows as a sister, you're a priest, or you've become a consecrated virgin, whatever it might be. I think that most will agree that when they have found that vocation, when they've said yes to God's plan for their life, then it just becomes so easy for Jesus to shine through. Mm -hmm. And then maybe closer to us here, like if you're in that place, kind of like where I am right now, where I'm discerning and trying to figure out like, okay, what is my capital V vocation? Um, the Lord still calls us to holiness right here, right now, even mm-hmm. in the small things. And that is still a way for you to shine your own light and you know give your yes so that everything that we do points back to him. So, Absolutely. yeah, just that encouragement and um, just to really you know, Ignatian discernment is a wonderful thing. And like you said, it's a very simple thing that sometimes we do overanalyze, especially Mm -hmm. as women, I feel like,
0: but Mm -hmm. it's,
1: it's a good thing to go back to.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think to your point, I liked your image of the soot kind of on the, the inside of the glass and that we need to clean that because we are, you know, people can tell when we are not shining that light. And I think I forget that really at every moment, those are opportunities. I love St. Therese of Lisieux. And you talked a little bit earlier about like little things that we can do in ministry and not, you know, whether it's our big ministry or just the little things. And sometimes the little things too are what can start to build up that soot that keeps people from seeing that light. I know that I was like really ridiculously like, impatient at the grocery store yesterday for some reason. And like, I, you know, I I felt so bad afterwards. I'm like, these are essential workers that like, do not need to deal with your, you know, huffiness. (laughs) And, and that, and that could have been an opportunity where I was giving them life and being able to be a light, you know? So I just think even those little moments, and it's hard right now in COVID, like I'm stressed, Mm -hmm. everybody's stressed. So I guess my next question would be um, trying to apply it to today. And we've mentioned COVID several times. How can we be lights and salt right now in quarantine and in COVID.
1: Yeah. Like I I think first and foremost, um, and I say this as much to remind others as well as myself is to really ground ourselves in, you know, God's Mm -hmm. own light that he shines Mm -hmm. on us. Like even in those times where we feel like we're in the darkness or we're far away, um, you know, know that he is never too far away. So in essence, to really bring it to prayer and just ask him, like, what it is that he desires for us, not like 10 years from now, or not even a year Mm -hmm. from now, but what is it that he desires from us right now? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And to even bring your desires and the things that you are worrying about, or the things that you dream about, bring that to him. Um, I alluded to this just now, but again, like the reasons why we may not bring those dreams or fears to him is because we're afraid of what might come out if we bring it to the light. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I guess, yeah, like it's very fitting that we're talking about salt and light, but when we allow Jesus to look at things with us, we get a new perspective, I think, and we're able to grow with him. And it's through that that he helps us to uh, really, like, enlighten our minds, pardon the pun, but also (laughs) um, just to to really grow and and to move forward in a practical way rather than, you know, kind of going through this limbo or or trying to figure out and guess what it is that we're meant to do. Sometimes I feel like, yeah, the... So many of my problems could be solved if I actually like asked the question or I just kind of laid it out plainly for our Lord, not to say that, you know, he'll give me an answer overnight, but at least it saves a lot of the guesswork and a lot of the pain that comes with guesswork. So to really, you know, pray through it and allow God to pray through it with you um, is what Mm -hmm. I would say.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really good advice. I love these I mean, Jesus uses so many metaphors. We've had a lot of parables for the Sunday readings lately. And when I'm talking with my students and we prepare for the Sunday gospels, I'm like, all right, guys, you ready for another parable? Here we go. And it's really hard (laughs) for them, like these similes and metaphors. Figurative language is very hard for sixth graders. (laughs) And (laughs) we've had to do a lot with Genesis and everything. And so, uh, but salt and light they get. And it's, it's interesting to me, you know, we talk about the uses for salt and when you use salt. And they seem to get that. And like, you know, why would God call us the salt of the earth? And they're like, well, it gives it, it gives it spice. It gives its flavor. And, and they seem to get that, like, we have that opportunity to like spice things up and be, if we're being our full selves, our true selves, living our vocations, as we've been talking about, and that salt has many uses, you know, and that they're positive. I mean, not too much salt, but you know what I mean? Like it's, (laughs) it's, it's flavorful. We enjoy it, you know, we, and it's, it's universal. We talked earlier about just like being universal. It's something that's used all over the world. So and then light, obviously, too, such a universal symbol for hope. And so I think it's fitting that Christ uses these images, even though similes and metaphors can be really hard for, <laughs> for some people, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because I think that if nothing else, that's certainly what I've really come to learn about and and grow in um, throughout my own time working on this podcast. Like I, I really struggled, I think, with my own feminine identity and just what it meant to be not just a Catholic woman, but a useful Catholic woman. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I felt like I had, you know, I I knew that I had gifts and talents from the Lord, but I had no idea how they would be tangibly used. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to your point about how salt is, is so useful um, just on a basic level, but then it just adds like flavor. Like that's, I think Mm -hmm. it's a word that Pope Francis, I remember him using during World Youth Day. And I just remember feeling like that's such a weird word to use, like, oh, like the flavor of Catholicism or how, like you're saying, when we live our vocation, when we lean into what it is that God is calling us to, we provide a unique flavor. And I just found that to be so odd. But the more that I meditate on this verse and just other things, like what it means to be a Catholic woman or just a Catholic in general, living out our unique genius, Leaning into our talents and our gifts, it it really is true that all of us are are so unique. There will never be another person like you and I to walk the face of the earth after we've gone, and we would have left a very unique, and I guess yeah, like a unique flavor that only we could have provided. I don't know what my flavor is, um, <laughs> but I'm you know I'm curious to see, and it just makes everything so much more interesting and Mm -hmm. and flavorful, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what kind of came to mind when I, you know, the the salt image, we talked about like how we do kind of get hung up on it. It's kind of a little jarring or striking, Um, but Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's fun too. You know, it's, I love when, when Jesus gives us these little like kind of surprises and but useful surprises. Um, And I think like you said too, that um, as someone who's, I've gone, you know, religious life, single life, I've been a teacher. I've been youth minister. I've been doing podcasts. I've, you know, I'm constantly trying to see like where I fit and what I can do and how I can use my gifts. I think just what I would say to your point is that we're never really done. You know, we're never like, it's like, this is, this is it. And I you said it before, like being just in the present. And I've had to learn that kind of the hard way, I think through my life, but I've, come to like grasp that much more now later in life. It's just, it truly is the present moment. What can I do? How can I use my gifts? And that's all he wants. You know, we don't, I think we have grand plans when we're in our twenties and we're like, I'm going to, you know, thinking very long term and it's hard to kind of pin that down for some of us, you know? So I think that's good advice too, to just live in the present, do what you can use your gifts. Rachel, is there anything else you wanted to, to say about this passage? I I feel like we've covered it,
1: but I think just to reiterate again, um, you know, all of us are really meant to be salt and light. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, salt in the way of just being unique, but also light as just, you know, everything that we do is really an opportunity to draw people closer and draw people to the heart of Jesus himself. So, just as a reminder, no matter what it is that you do, big or small, podcast or ministry mm-hmm. or running an Instagram feed or even washing the dishes, you know, you're mm-hmm. we're called to be that salt and light no matter what we do. So yeah, just to remind people of that.
0: Amen. And at the end, I always give people an opportunity to plug. So again, please listen to Rachel's podcast. But how can we find you? What else would you like to plug?
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, so um, this so the Feminine Genius Podcast can be found wherever you listen to Seven Mile Chats on all the major <laughs> platforms. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FemGeniusPod. That's F-E-M-G-E-N-I-U-S-P-O-D. Uh, so yeah, follow us and like and subscribe. And if you do love what you're hearing, I would love it if you shared an episode with a friend. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Thank you, Rachel. And I'm i am definitely, I can't recommend it enough. Definitely check out Rachel's podcast. And if you want to chat scripture with me, I would love to have you as a guest. We can talk about any scripture that you'd like or about anything. You can find me at 7 Mile Chats on Instagram and on Twitter uh, at Miss Struckley1, M-S-S-T-R-U-K-E-L-Y-1. Thanks again, Rachel. It was lovely to chat with you today.
1: Oh, thanks, Julia.
0: Thanks, everyone.